Hello, welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. Very, very happy to be with you on another great day when we can inspire each other. I just feel in my heart of hearts that one of the great gifts of being a human being is not only that we can draw upon inspiration within ourselves, but that we have the capability of doing it with others. Inspiration is critical to living a full life. At least that's what I've learned, that's what I've experienced for all of my days, months, weeks, and years on the planet. That if you believe that there's something to live for, that waking up to the moment is worth it, that no matter what is going on in your world, that some goodness, some greatness can come from you, from your actions, from your thoughts, words, and deeds, this is powerful. And it's not something I own or you own. It's part of what makes people human. At least that is what I've learned from all that I've studied. And yet, I also know that sometimes we get so busy that time just marches on and we don't always notice whether we are uh, injecting inspiration into each moment or each day. It, sometimes the rote of life and the challenges of life can make it such that the, it feels plodding rather than joyful and uplifted. Now, I, I walk in Central Park and I see many walkers, many runners, many people moving about in the park. And sometimes I watch the runners as I'm walking at a good clip, but you know, runners are going more quickly than I am. And I see some runners whose feet are so heavy as they sort of, uh, you, can, you can hear the thud of their feet on the ground as they're, and this is, uh, you know, asphalt. And so it's hard on your feet. And if you're thudding with each foot, sometimes I wonder when they get home, if their feet hurt, no matter how fit they are, just because of the way that their feet sort of mash into the ground. And then others, I notice, are so light on their feet, it almost looks like they're flying. And those people I like to watch because I feel that the joy and enthusiasm of the moment and also just the way that they carry their bodies is lifting them up and you know, buoying them forward, propelling them forward so that at the end of that run, my thought is they must feel just invigorated and ready for whatever happens in their day. Now, the reality is both of them may feel that way. I don't know. But it's my observation that the ones who are very light on their feet and have learned how to uh, engage their bodies so that they are almost like gazelles or even like birds, 
that is inspiring to me as I walk. And as I see them, I walk at an even faster clip. Also thinking of engaging my core, uplifting my being so that I am moving with as much lightness and grace as I can muster. They inspire me. As we look around and notice other people in our world, what do we see? What do you see? When you look around and see people, when you're going to the grocery store with your mask on, I'm sure with your mask on, when you are out and about for whatever I hope are very important reasons, not just being out, who do you notice? What do you notice? What do you pay attention to and what inspires you? These are really important questions that we can ask ourselves so that instead of just going through the rote of the day, there can be the conscious effort for us to align our eyes with the things that can uplift us and inspire us. And by the way, that does not mean that we should ignore the things around us that could use some TLC. We've talked about offering our generosity to others and noticing when there are others in need, in greater need than we may be in the moment and how we can support them. So with eyes wide open, with the intention of staying in an uplifted space and posture, what do you see? What inspires you? I just mentioned the runners who inspire me. I also love seeing the runners male and female with babies in those jo- with those jogger carriages. So they, the parents who are working to get fit as they are pushing their children through the park, the children get the breeze in their face. The parents get the freedom of movement. When babies are little, you don't get very much freedom, but that freedom of movement and moving your body and, and feeling invigorated because of that, that is inspiring to me. It inspires me to see the crossing guard who, thank God, still has a job, even though most children are not going to school, who greets everyone on our corner with respect and love. And that includes, because where I live right now in Harlem, at this point during the COVID crisis, the economic crisis, all the things that have challenged us and continue to challenge us, there has grown a crop of homeless people who are living under scaffolding that is over my building. And what I realize is wherever there's any kind of shelter, people who have to be outside for whatever the reason, seek that shelter. And so there's a corner uh, around my building with scaffolding where there are homeless people who have set up camp. We continue, my neighbors and I, to talk to the city to see if they can put them in shelters because this is not optimal in any way for us or for them. But what I see with the crossing guard, she's there with everyone. Equal opportunity presence because she stands on this corner and directs people and and pauses traffic to ensure that everyone is safe. And so she engages with them. And this woman has a calm, cool, and clear presence 
that is not judgmental, that is positive and reserved. And I've watched her speak to everyone with grace to not judge people based upon their circumstance in life. The only thing I've seen her get upset about is if people are being reckless about crossing the street because that, in fact, is her job. But even then, she's teaching and giving lessons to the people who are her responsibility as they cross that that crosswalk. Today's inspiration is make it count. I watch this woman and I see her making every day count. She is not just standing on the corner collecting a paycheck because this is her job. She cares about people and she has the ability to have equal vision for all of the people. And my neighborhood, perhaps like yours, there's a cross section of everyone who lives in my neighborhood. Because I am in New York City, I am in Manhattan, I am in Harlem. There are people of every ethnic background and socioeconomic background. And that, by the way, is not so common across the United States. We live in homogenous neighborhoods generally. New York City is very different in some senses. My neighborhood, I can tell you for a fact, has a broad mix of socioeconomic uh, backgrounds and race, racial, ethnic backgrounds. So everybody's there. I go downstairs, everybody's here. This woman standing on that corner every day, Monday through Friday, greets everyone with respect, looks at everyone equally. And why do I know that? I have watched her for years doing it. When my daughter first got to be old enough to leave home and go to school on her own, which was probably late for some, but around 11, we started letting her do that. I spoke to the crossing guard and I asked her if she would look out for my daughter, make sure that she was making smart choices as she crossed the street. She was gonna catch the bus. She, the crossing guard could see her at the bus stop. And she did exactly that. And she would give me reports. Well, one day she didn't cross in the cross bus. And I gave her a course correction, which also <laughs> shared this message that my mother had taught my sisters to me years ago. She used to say she had eyes in the back of her head. And we would, as little kids, we would wonder, where are they? Mommy, I can't see. My mother has hazel eyes. And she often would give you the eye if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. So we would look where are those eyes in the back of her head? We couldn't find them. Later, I discovered those eyes were the neighbors, were the postmen, would be the crossing guard. We didn't have a crossing guard at our, where our house was. But you know, all the people who are part of the community, not just neighbors, but the people we see on a regular basis who would look out for us. And so the crossing guard became one of the eyes in the back of my head for my daughter. And in the spirit of making it count, she made sure that my daughter was safe. You may know, if you've listened to these broadcasts before, one of the things that I I end always by saying, have a great day and make it count. I think sometimes when we have things we say all the time, that 
it could be something, even for me as the person who articulates it, it could just be, oh, that's nice. I say it. For you as the listener, oh, she always says that. That's nice. But every now and then, it'll resonate a little more deeply, a little bit more meaningfully. I realize that if I state my intention for myself and for others, maybe it creates a more fertile uh, environment for it to manifest. Rather than just do your day, move into your day, how can you make it count? How can you see differently so that everyone you see, every engagement that you have, every time you talk to others, you make a choice that is uplifting and that matters. That you're not just going through the motions, you're not, if you're feeling a little down, you're not ugh, deflated and stuck in that, but instead you lift yourself up and make the choice to make this moment count. How can you do that? Let me read you a quote that I found that sort of adds to this thought. And it's from a wonderful man who was a source of tremendous inspiration when he was alive and continues. His name is Dale Carnegie. I'm sure some of you have heard of him. He said, today is life, the only life you are sure of. Make the most of today. Get interested in something. Shake yourself awake. Develop a hobby. A hobby. Let the winds of enthusiasm sweep through you. Live today with gusto. Isn't that great? I'll read it to you one more time. Today is life. The only life you are sure of. Make the most of today. Get interested in something. Shake yourself awake. Develop a hobby. Let the winds of enthusiasm sweep through you. Live today with gusto. I read that and just felt, oh, I have to sit up a little taller, breathe in a little deeper. Let the waves of enthusiasm sweep through you. How great is that? Think about that. Waves of enthusiasm sweeping through you, giving you more buoyancy, giving you the understanding that it is in this moment that you can make a difference. It is right now that your life matters. It is right now that you can engage your full being to ensure that whatever you think, whatever you say, and whatever you do can count, that it matters. Because all we have is the moment we're in, and if we fully engage that moment, great things can happen. And great things can be tiny. You don't have to discover the cure to something, although if you can, please do. You don't have to build a building, but you may build a thought. You, you don't have to make history so that it's celebrated on the news. 
But what you can do is in your world, in this moment, make that moment count the most. Do something, think something, say something, do something that matters. And when you do that, what happens? When you do that, there's more sweetness in your world and in others. When you do that, you open doors because you open hearts. Instead of tearing somebody down, you figure out how to lift them up. You take a breath before saying something that might hurt somebody's feelings. You choose the positive and figure out ways to interact with others that are meaningful and filled with love. And guess what? It's not hard to do at all. It's not. It's something that if you look around in your world, who are the people who are filling themselves with the waves of enthusiasm? Who are those people in your world? When you feel a little down, call upon those people and ask them to just infuse you with a little bit of their joy. This is a conscious action to do, by the way, because what many people do instead is when they're feeling down, they call on other people that they can complain with. And then down gets lower. Don't do that. Resist that. Instead, call upon the bright lights in your life. Who are the people filled with enthusiasm who can sweep you up in the moment of enthusiasm for good? Whoever those people are, that's who you call. That's who you text. That's who you send a note saying, I love you, I'm thinking about you, sending you joy. And then that circle of joy goes around and around and around. That simple action is making life count. We can do it. We deserve it. I fully encourage you to make a list of those people that you believe live in the light, who experience greatness on a regular basis. It, greatness doesn't have to be this though. It can just be joy. I've, I've told you so often about my sister Stephanie, who says, you cannot steal my joy. You just can't do it. I own my joy. So that enthusiasm is swelling up in her and she has enough that she can share it with other people. Who are the people in your world who are like that? Who are the people who are bubbling over with joy? Contact them and say, I need a little bit of your joy now. Can you help me brighten my light a little bit? That's so much better than, girl, I need to tell you about whatever it is. And then you go down the path. And then even, let's talk about when you do need to talk through something or address something that is critical, that could be negative, that has to be unpacked and could be uncomfortable. Even then, if you adopt the attitude that you are going to approach the situation fairly, that you are going to detach from whatever emotional charge you may have and look at it, look at it through the light of truth, and honesty and compassion, then what do you find? This is the hardest. When things feel negative, when you feel 
contracted, when you feel unfairly treated, this is when it becomes very hard to make the moment count in a positive way. Because sometimes then we just want to tear somebody down, malign them, hurt them, or, or dismiss them. Let's pause in those moments before we go in and, and allow ourselves to succumb to that negative energy. Pause, take a breath, and ask yourself, how can I make this moment count in a positive way? Even the most negative thing. How can I do that? And I learned as someone who is hired and let people go over many, many years, even when people have done something really bad, as a, as a manager and a leader, I do not want to let somebody go who feels so broken that the person is incapable of moving forward and doing something else that might be better for him or her because the person is wounded. I don't want to do that. I hope you don't either. Even when you have to say goodbye to someone at work, when you have to say goodbye to a spouse, to a partner, when you have to sever ties, sometimes even with a family member who is just, who, who is, is toxic and you need to separate, how can you do that with love? How can you make that moment count in a positive way when it feels so negative? I suggest to us that we appeal to the humanity in whoever that person is and make the decision to call that forth to the best of our ability. This isn't working because of these reasons. It's, if it's job, it, the, the skills don't match. The attitude doesn't match. What I need, I don't believe you are able to provide in the way that it is needed. I'm sure there's something for you out there, but this is not the right fit. When it's a partner, a spouse, you know, we usually get so mad and angry and fired up before that friction makes it possible for people to separate. Do your best to remember why you chose that person in the first place. What was there that was positive? Appeal to that positivity as you let go. You don't need to beat them up emotionally. Just say, this is done. I cannot do this anymore. It's not working for me for these reasons. And I really wish that the right connection will come for you, but it can't until we have parted ways. There are ways to handle any situation so that the kernel of possibility still exists in their hearts, at least to the extent that you have anything to do with it. To me, that's part of making the moment count. You are not looking to create roadkill on the highway. You are looking to uplift and ensure that others have their rightful space on this earth so that they can fulfill their destiny, even if their destiny no longer includes you. Make it count. How can you make your life count? What is it that you need to do so that when you wake up in the morning, 
you feel like, yes, I can't wait to get out of the bed and start my day. Yes, I'm ready for whatever challenge comes. Yes, I'm going to deal with the things that are the challenges first. Like when we were doing homework and the teacher would say, don't put the hard thing at the end. Do it first so it gets done. Those lessons we learned in school still work when you are an adult. Put the tough things first. Approach them with enthusiasm. Figure out how to handle them and then move forward. And so today, when we are talking about making it count, I want you to pick one thing that you need to do that's on your list that should happen today, that you should pay attention to today and not put on the back burner. What might that be? Pick something, write it down, and figure out the steps that you can take today to make this moment count in helping you to fulfill whatever that is that's on your list. What is it? Write it down. If it's big, break it down into small, manageable bites and then start checking it off by taking action. Making it count is not something that just happens in your mind. It happens in your actions. So first you engage your thoughts, then you figure out how to articulate it, your words. You write it down and then take action. Can we do that? I think we should do that today. Pick something. Pick something on your list. Approach it. Welcome it. Challenge yourself to take action for it. And then at the end of the day, look back at your day and ask yourself, did I make it count? You can do it. You can do it every day, but let's start with this day. If you'd like to share what it is that you're doing, you can go over to, on Facebook, I started a Dream Leapers Inspiration group. You can join the group, you can make comments, and please tell your friends that this Dream Leapers Inspiration that I do every Monday and Wednesday is now available on podcast, on wherever podcasts are found. Please share it with your friends. This I created to make an embrace for all of us. And I welcome you to share this embrace with your loved ones. I thank all of you who have joined in this moment. I welcome all who will join because it exists beyond this moment. And I challenge you and me today. Have a great day and make it count. Namaste. Namaste.